are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome in, everybody, to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I am your host, Kate Majuk, and you can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. You can follow my awesome co-host, Marcus Mosier, on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And please, of course, give the show a follow at Locked On Dynasty. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a five-star review. Marcus, how's it going today? Happy Thursday. This is the final show of the week for Locked On Dynasty I'm hoping we have more news to talk about <laughs> next week. Yeah, we're we're starting to to get to the point of free agency where there's not a lot of stuff going on, but we did get some some interesting signings over the last couple of days, Kate, and I'm really excited to talk about them. We got a couple of interest. That's a good way to put it. A couple of interesting <laughs> signings, not exciting no. signings, but. I uh, think they could be uh, low-key, maybe, for fantasy. Um, and then we got our rookie profile. We're going to talk about Anthony Schwartz today, wide receiver out of Auburn. So let's just dive into it. We're going to get the boring stuff out of the way first. Uh, we're going to talk about Andy Dalton, <laughs> uh, quarterback of the Bears. We almost had really exciting news to talk about for the quarterback of the Bears, and then we did not. Yes, we did not. Like, it... it went downhill very very quickly we graduated uh we stumbled down the hill from russell wilson uh to andy dalton very quickly um thoughts on andy dalton they say that he is the presumed starter which i think we all kind of guessed based on his contract but um you know andy dalton did come out to say that that was sort of the the understanding that he had as you know the guy taking the contract is that it's his job what do we think? I'm going to actually turn this around and ask you, Kate. Is Andy Dalton good enough to feed Allen Robinson, Cole Komet, and maybe Darnell Mooney? Like, is he competent enough to do that? Because I think we all agree he's not somebody that we're going to be starting in our fantasy lineups, especially not in traditional one-quarterback leagues. Maybe he has some super flex you know, potential, but is he good enough to get the ball to Allen Robinson? Oh, if Mitchell Trubisky is good enough to get the ball to Allen Robinson, absolutely Andy Dalton is good enough to get the ball to Allen Robinson. I think Andy Dalton is just sort of like one of these underrated guys for me, but we did see some fantasy production out of Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper seemed to be uh, like the most stable asset after the injury of Dak Prescott last season. Um, From weeks uh, six on to week 17 um so that's 11 game sample size he still would have been on pace though it is still an underwhelming stat line uh amari cooper would have been on pace uh over a 16 game track for 77 receptions for a thousand receiving yards and six touchdowns that's not bad um and you know what he had a lot of targets to spread the ball around too so you give me andy dalton on an offense where the the targets might be just a bit more concentrated i i like that i i don't yeah. mind that at all we saw many years of uh production from andy dalton to aj green we saw tyler boyd succeed what are your thoughts because i don't like I don't, I don't think this is a move it's a lateral move for me essentially in terms of fantasy f- football production um, I think the biggest news is just that, like, hey, if you were stashing Andy Dalton in your Superflex leagues, you have a viable play now. 
I don't love it, Kate. I, I, especially with Chicago playing on the road, outdoors, you know, like in what, 12, 13 games in the season? I, from what I saw from Andy Dalton last year is even if he's well protected, he's just not going to be the most aggressive quarterback throwing the ball down the field anymore. I don't think he trusts his arm. It's pretty clear that he's losing some mobility. Uh, so... I don't love it. And I actually think Trubisky might be a better quarterback for Allen Robinson. And again, this isn't something that's going to make me shy away from Allen Robinson, but I don't think it necessarily gives Robinson, Mooney, Komet more value. All right. So we are all, uh, you are playing under the assumption that we are going to see Allen Robinson back. Do you still think there's any potential for Allen Robinson to be traded at this point on the franchise tag? I don't think so, but I do think it's pretty unlikely that we see him get a long-term deal with the Bears, right? It's probably a one-year situation if he moves on after this year. Uh, and you're hoping he lands in a better spot with a more competent quarterback. But no, I, I, I don't envision him getting traded here over the next couple months. All right, let's talk about the other boring signing of the week. T.Y. Hilton re-signs a one-year deal with the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I think this is a better move personally for Carson Wentz than I do necessarily mm-hmm. for the, the fantasy value of T.Y. Hilton. But give me your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I think T.Y. has a couple of these games. It seems like against Houston every single year where he absolutely blows <laughs> up. Uh, but for the most part, he's just somebody that you you don't want in your lineups. And it's weird because they gave him quite a bit of money. I believe it was a one-year deal worth $8 million that could go potentially up to 10 or $11 million. I still am not going to be owning T.Y. in a lot of my dynasty leagues. I do think it hurts maybe Paris Campbell a little bit. Maybe it takes the ceiling off of Michael Pittman this year. Um, I, but I do agree. I think it's a Carson Wentz thing, right? Now he's got three competent receivers. Uh, we'll see what they do at tight end. But it does have me moving Carson Wentz up my quarterback rankings a little bit. Just slightly. I think that, I mean, it, I think it was a smart football move. It's just not not exciting for fantasy football. But, I mean, T.Y. Hilton's essentially left for dead in any leagues. Um, there are so many talented wide receivers, and I, I feel like we are just overridden by yep. talented yep. wide receivers. There's no shortage of them right now, so T.Y. Hilton doesn't really have any any sort of value. If you could trade him away for, let's say, a third would you do it? Yeah, I think I would because I think super flex or non super flex. <sighs> I don't think it matters. I think it matters. Personally, I I would trade him away for pretty much yeah. anything at this point. How about a fourth round pick, or would you rather just? Hold? I think I'd hold at that point because there's a very good chance that your fourth round pick never ever gets into your lineup. I think at least if you have Ty Hilton, there if you need to use him during bye weeks and when you have injuries, I think you can do that. Um, but I, I think that's it. All right. Let's take a quick break. And then when we get back, I want to talk about some of the offenses that have uh, gotten better for our fantasy teams, gotten a little bit more interesting, spiced up mm. the pot a little bit. Uh, let's take a quick break and we'll be back. Just wanted to tell you guys about rockauto.com. It's a family business that has been serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. 
Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. And now it is time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is coconut versus birthday cake. Go to BuiltBar.com or go to at bar underscore built on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Welcome back into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. It is time to talk about some of the more exciting news of free agency. These are all signings that we've pretty much covered, but Marcus, I wanted to get your thoughts on what offense has gained the most fantasy value within the period of free agency. Who are you more excited? At? Like, there are certain teams, right, that you just kind of don't want on your fantasy football yeah. Uh, yeah. rosters. Whose opinion has uh, changed a little bit for you amidst these free agent signings? I think it's Washington. And it's not like you didn't want to own a couple Washington guys last year because obviously Terry McLaurin uh, was great again. Antonio Gibson was a super valuable running back if you got him in the second or maybe even third rounds of your rookie draft. Uh, I think that's now an offense where it doesn't feel so blah, right? With Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback, it feels like they finally have a guy that can get the ball to to the playmakers and a guy that's going to be willing to be aggressive in throwing the ball down the field. You look at what Washington has had over the last couple years with Alex Smith and Dwayne Haskins and uh, Kyle Allen. I think Fitzpatrick is easily the best quarterback of the group. And now I think there's a chance for all of these guys to have a significantly higher ceiling. You know, I think Curtis Samuel has some really interesting wide receiver three potential. I think Logan Thomas, you know, he's in that mix of tight ends that would not shock me, Kate, if he finishes as the number five, number six tight end next year. So it's just an offense that is going to be way more competent and I think has a much higher ceiling than what we've seen over the past five, six years. I love that, honestly. Uh, Terry McLaurin, I think, has just been one of the most like perennial, underrated uh, studs in the NFL. We just don't. It, he always seems to fall if you're in a startup. He always seems to be like the last, the last good wide receiver available. Right. Um, and it feels like he he falls to the bottom of a tier, and then there's a tier break, and then there's the guys you don't really care about. Exactly. Terry McLaurin just always feels like he's at the bottom for some reason, but um, he, he's he been very solid for our fantasy teams and I think so underrated. He's still a guy that I don't know if you can trade for uh, or that you should trade for him right now, given the fact that uh, I think everybody is sort of on that that hype train of, uh, you know, what is Ryan Fitzpatrick going to do for 
these wide receivers. I think people are excited about that. So now might not be the best time to trade for him, but uh, I think this is a great move in all directions. Uh, Antonio Gibson managers, mm-hmm. I think, should be more excited. Uh, I think just all around. Um, the only one I'm not super excited about is Logan Thomas, and I do worry just because Ryan Fitzpatrick historically hasn't been a huge uh, tight end guy. No, he hasn't. So, but but to that, Logan Thomas's credit, he produced with bad bad quarterbacks last year. So I think. I mean, even though Fitz, you're right, Fitzpatrick doesn't throw to tight ends a lot. I just think having a competent guy is going to increase it even more. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, like, offensive productivity is never bad. Uh, you know, like, even if it's not necessarily your guy uh, getting the offensive productivity, you just want your fantasy football assets to be a part of a productive offense because uh, that means, you know, generally speaking, uh, maybe more plays, more scoring potential, more trips to the red zone. All of those things are really good for fantasy mm-hmm. football. So uh, never a bad thing. I want to talk about the Patriots. So we were talking about before the show, how many Patriots would you have been willing to plug into your lineup on a weekly basis last year? Zero? I mean, there was a couple weeks where like Damian Harris was a fine RB2 despite not getting any right receptions. But other than that, no, that's about it. I have a question for you. Okay. Um, And this is going to feel kind of gross, but... I did a, a dynasty startup draft. Uh, I'm, we're still in the middle of it with our, our ball blast team. And I grabbed Sony Michelle somewhere mm. in like the 13th to 15th round. I can't, I, I should have looked it up before the show. Um, but I mean, this is a former first round pick. We saw him have a hundred yard performance uh, prior to landing himself on IR last season. Um, and then to close out the season, he actually was sort of like the guy. Um, in the last four games of the year, he was on pace for 172 rushing attempts, uh, got a, a couple of targets in there. Is he a guy that we're just totally overlooking? Because it doesn't even feel like hmm. we're we're really um, hyped about Damian Harris either. Somebody's got to run the ball, um, I, you know, or is it James White who's the guy? I think they have so many more options now. This Patriots offense is going to produce a lot more fantasy points than they did in 2020. I don't know how to feel about Sony Michelle because it's somebody that I didn't love coming out of Georgia and then played well as a rookie and then basically we didn't hear about him at all, at all this year. But what's fascinating about him, Kate, in his last seven games in 2020, he averaged over six yards a carry, 6.3 four yards per carry. I think that's notable because in 2019, when he had 250 attempts, he only averaged 3.7 yards per carry. And he was basically a plotter. Is he finally healthy now? And he's getting back to that explosive Georgia running back. I think there's a chance, but uh, I mean, I, would I would I bet on it? Probably not. There's still a lot of running backs there. Uh, they, the Patriots just signed James White. We know they like Damian Harris, but at that stage in the draft, it's probably worth it. So I'm fine with that risk. I do also think that uh, maybe we're overlooking James White a little bit. You know, the thing about the Patriots running backs is that there's so many of them, it's really hard to decide. Um, and I feel like Damian Harris and Sony Michelle, they both have that low ceiling in terms of uh, the, the usage as a receiver. Mm-hmm. James White, on the other hand, it, you want to look at uh, the fact that 
you know, Rex Burkhead is out of there. So he should actually start to see more of that increased target share from the running back Mm -hmm. position. It's just a little bit less crowded. So I do think he could be an interesting, like low key RB three option in 2020, uh, 2021, if I'm not stuck in the past. Um, I, I think that maybe he could be one of these undervalued aspects because we it's not like they also went out and spent a lot of money on receivers. Obviously, they, they paid up for some tight ends um, who are very capable receivers, but there's still going to be plenty of room for, you know, bodies who aren't. Uh, Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry to catch the ball. So I'm I'm going to keep my eye on the value of James White just because he's uh, he feels like the perennial forgotten man. So I, <laughs> I I always like those forgotten guys because those are the ones that uh, you know when your roster gets decimated with injury, um, you know halfway through the season, mm-hmm. those guys like James White who might have a relatively safer floor as a receiver. Those are the ones that are going to carry you through back to your championship uh, and make sure you don't let those midseason injury grumbles kill your dynasty roster. Isn't it? Uh, I was going to say, isn't it weird that White didn't end up with the uh, the Buccaneers? I thought that was the lock of the offseason that he, James White would go play with Tom Brady. So I'm, I'm kind of surprised that he's back in New England. I actually am too. I really thought, uh, I think I, I saw some, some chatter that they, they gave it a, a good college try to get him into Tampa Bay, but uh, you know what? That's okay. I James White, it's probably uh, better for him because he's he's very familiar with the offense. The offense is very familiar with him. They know what to expect from him. It, we've seen him be productive there before. So uh, just somebody to keep your eye on there. But also Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry. Can you just give me one bet on who is going to finish ahead in fantasy for 2021? Hmm. My initial reaction is Jonu Smith, but it would not be surprising if Jonu is the guy that's doing a lot more of the blocking than Hunter Henry. Uh, Yeah, so I'll probably probably say Hunter Henry, but I'm going to give you a a little prop bet here, Kate, that I want your gut reaction to. Are you ready? Okay. If I said over under 10 carries for Jonu Smith this year, what would you pick? Ooh, Bill Belichick is a sneaky son of a gun. Ooh, um... I think 10 is right, like right where the line should be. So that's so annoying. (laughs) I'm going to take the under, but just barely, like just barely. I could totally picture it hitting the over because, I mean, John O. Smith, we've heard Bill Belichick talk so much about his versatility as a player. It it wouldn't surprise me to to see him have that kind of a breakout season. Um, like, give me some more insight into that question because that wasn't on our that wasn't well, on our planned show sheet for the day. I, I think we've seen Bill Belichick with a guy I think is very similar to uh, Johnny Smith and Aaron Hernandez give him touches. Right, I, I remember the playoff game against the Broncos where Aaron Hernandez lined up in the backfield and he had a fifty yard run to start that game. So uh, I think this is a player that they're going to use on jet sweeps. They're going to use out of the backfield and shotgun. And I think he's going to. I think he's going to be very, very dynamic. Listen, Belichick even put Aaron Hernandez back as a punt returner. Would not sh- surprise me at all if we see something similar. With John U. Smith. I just think he's going to be uh, a fantastic player in that offense. Maybe a better real life player than a, a dynasty or fantasy player. But I'm excited to see it. I mean, any any way you can get John U. Smith to touch the ball, like I, I think he's a great, great 
NFL player, like you said, maybe not always the most impactful for fantasy football, which is why I think historically it, fantasy football players have just been so high on Johnu Smith because we watch him on the field. Right. We know what he's capable of. We know what he looks like on the field. It just doesn't always translate to touches in fantasy production, unfortunately. Let's take another quick break, and then we are going to quickly break down wide receiver Anthony Schwartz for our Rookie Profile Series. The 2020 NFL season might be a wrap, but there's still plenty of betting to be done. There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. There you can bet on all kinds of sports, including football, basketball, baseball, golf, hockey, MMA, soccer, tennis. The options are limitless. Whether you're looking to bet live game lines, player prop bets, or team futures, BetOnline AG has it all. Don't waste another minute and go check out betonline.ag and do not forget to use our promo code locked on so you can get your 50% welcome bonus and you can roll in the cash alongside with us. Again, that's betonline.ag promo code locked on. Welcome back into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. We are here to talk about some rookies. If you have not checked out our rookie series, go back, scroll through, find the rookie that you would like to to listen to us talk about we have been breaking prospects down since the beginning of march so you got a lot to scroll back through but uh, lots of good information there to help you get prepped for the nfl draft uh, and get 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 your mind right because rookie drafts are right around the corner and it is never too early to prepare let's talk about anthony schwartz auburn wide receiver uh six foot 179 pounds so uh does weigh more than devonta smith in case you're <laughs> in case you're curious but he's been dubbed the fastest wide receiver in college football let's talk about that i think uh, i think this one's really interesting because i like his teammate seth williams actually quite a bit more however I'm not uh, so sure the the NFL agrees. I kind of think Anthony Schwartz is going to be somebody who goes way, way earlier than any of us predict. So uh, six foot, 186 pounds, uh, ran in the low four threes at his pro day. This is, when I say world-class speed, like legit world-class speed. Uh, somebody who won a, a bunch of uh, medals for like the Junior Olympics, uh, was on the United States Olympic team uh, for some of the trials, uh, has a 10.06 100-yard, uh, 100-meter dash uh, at a high school, absolutely smoked like Henry Ruggs and Jalen Waddell in some of these track stuff back in high school. So uh, he makes Henry Ruggs and Jalen Waddell look slow, which is hard to do but it's hard to do <laughs> it's really really hard to do uh we did see him be somewhat productive in 2020 in 10 games he had 636 yards and three touchdowns my biggest thing kate here is that he's so raw and you can tell while watching him he just doesn't have a great feel for playing the game yet. And we've seen some of these receivers before that are this fast, uh, that are basically forced to play football because they're just not guys that are uh, this freaky. Um, He is certainly a less polished receiver than like John Ross or Brashad Perryman. The guy that I would compare him to is is like a Marquise Goodwin type of player where still learning the game, uh, but because he has this elite elite speed 
it's going to be awfully hard for teams to ignore him. So I'm thinking the third round of the NFL draft is where he lands. Really interesting. And I mean, all of the all of the things you're you're saying right now, um, I mean, he doesn't fit any of those profiles outside of the the speed aspect um, doesn't really fit any of these, you know, elite uh, analytics metrics that we might want for a potential breakout wide receiver. Um, I mean, the speed is really hard to ignore, but at college dominator rating, he ranked at, uh, the 45th percentile. Um, target share at 58th percentile, breakout age 63rd percentile, that's fine. Um, just nothing to immediately pop off the page. Now, where do you think, so if, if he's going to be drafted in the third round of like the actual NFL draft, is this a guy that you think could be worth a flyer despite the fact that he is uh, so incredibly raw? Because, I mean, all the all of the comps that you've mentioned haven't turned out for fantasy, <laughs> at least yet. No, I, and I would say this is probably you're going to want to be somebody to avoid. And I, there's going to be somebody in your league, I can guarantee you, that is excited about the speed and maybe even the landing spot. Like, I know a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers are very, very interested in grabbing uh, this player late day two, early day three. Wouldn't even shock me if somebody like Kansas City, who just loves to grab guys like these, uh, draft them. It just he doesn't profile as a number one receiver. He doesn't even really profile as a number two receiver. You're hoping that he becomes like McCole Hardman, you know that type of player. Uh, but even then, that ceiling is pretty pretty low. So I don't think I'm all that interested in Anthony Schwartz. If I'm hoping for McCole Hardman, uh, then then I'm not. I'm not a fan no, of that. No, no. Uh, he has not. He hasn't done anything for our fantasy football rosters, despite the fact that, um, you know, we we really thought that that speed uh, and a potential opportunity behind Tyreek Hill could be something special for him. Uh, I think I, as of now, I'm out on Anthony Schwartz. But everybody, if you guys have a uh, an argument to give me that it will buy me into Anthony Schwartz. Please at me. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. You can follow Marcus at Marcus underscore Mosier. And, of course, give the show a follow at Lockdown Dynasty. Uh, please hit that subscribe button. Uh, leave us a five-star review. Be sure to tune back in on Monday uh, where we got more rookie profiles and more super exciting news. So uh, we'll see you guys next week.